aujourd'hui. Un jour spécial. And why so special? I will be quickly today summarizing the autonomic nervous system, general specifications, features, and note down points. So, commençons. Let's get started. Welcome all to Is Pharmacology Difficult podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Radhika Vijay, ABPS MD, Pharmacology, and this is the audio hub to get the best, simplified, basic tips, strategies, methods, and lots of ideas to learn better, understand better, and make your concepts crystal clear. If you really find, and if there's a question hovering in your minds, is pharmacology difficult? Lend me your ears for a while and let in the magic of knowledge. Generally, all organs receive dual innovations both from sympathetic and parasympathetic system and they show opposite effects. Well, it's not a rule and there are exceptions also, so it's a time to learn about the exceptions. The first one, many structures and organs, they receive only sympathetic innovation. Yes, they are not getting any parasympathetic one. And what are these organs or structures? The examples are radial muscles of the iris, nictitating membrane, eyelids, smooth muscles and ventricular myocardium the second exception there are parasympathetic innovations which are found only and only in lacrimal glands detrusal muscles of the bladder iris circular muscles GID mucous membrane and these structures they have no sympathetic innovation well that is the second exception okay coming over to our third exception point Sometimes only one type of receptors they are found on certain organs. I mean to say like only cholinergic receptors they are present on the blood vessels while on the other hand only adrenergic receptors they are found on the fat cells that is adipocytes on many skeletal muscle cells and only on the liver cells. And lastly not to be amazed the factors that post-ganglionic sympathetic fibers to sweat glands, external genitals, they are in fact sympathetic in origin, but they are serving as cholinergic fibers. Well, that's all fascinating information. Now, I want to have a word about co-transmission. Well, that is referring to the associated neurotransmitters which are found along with the primary neurotransmitters. Now, don't be deluded by the concept of one transmitter for one neuron. It's actually not like that and it doesn't happen. We know that primary transmitters are acetylcholine, noradrenaline or adrenaline. But there are many associated minor transmitters too, which actually exist in the same neuron. They might be found in the same synaptic vesicles or they can be found in the separate synaptic vesicles. Now what is their function and what is the role of the co-transmitters? What do you expect? Well, they may have multiple roles to play. Either regulation of the presynaptic release of the primary neurotransmitter or they may serve as neuromodulators that is 
they affect the postsynaptic sensitivity of the primary transmitters. Yes, as an individual entity, they may also act like a new transmitter or sometimes as an alternative option to the main neurotransmitter. So you can see that they have multiple options and roles to play. Let's come over. Now it's the time for the examples. ATP, capital ADP is adenosine triphosphate. It is found along with norepinephrine in the same neuron. Now they both help in excitation function together and capital ADP action is a little fast as compared to the norepinephrine action. Now next example I would like to talk about capital VIP that is vasoactive intestinal peptide. Its main function is the regulation of salivary secretions during cholinergic stimulation. Capital VIP contributes minimally in the vasodilatation along with the salivary secretion and also it also works for the sphincter relaxation in the gastrointestinal tract. Next, I want to talk about the neuropeptide Y. It's found in the vesicle which is separate to the norepinephrine and hence its release occurs at a higher frequency as compared to the norepinephrine release. Among the miscellaneous co-transmitters, uh, what I can list upon, there are many peptide group compounds like the substance P, Enkephalins, gonadotropin releasing hormone abbreviated as capital G N capital RH, then calcitonin gene related peptide abbreviated as capital C G R P, somatostatin, etc. And before I depart to bring a new topic next time, a brief convo regarding the non adrenergic and non cholinergic that is capital N A N C transmission especially in the gut regions urinary tract salivary glands and in the blood vessels now what happens exactly is that even when there is a significant block of the adrenergic and cholinergic systems responses they are evoked via the nerve stimulation now the main neurotransmitter and the co-transmitters they act at different timings got it Vasoactive intestinal peptides that is capital VIP is a slow-acting co-transmitter. Nitric oxide that is capital NO is a medium speedily acting co-transmitter while acetylcholine which is the main neurotransmitter it acts very rapidly. Now this happens in the parasympathetic system. If we observe the sympathetic system noradrenaline is the intermediate speedily acting main neurotransmitter. Neuropeptide Y is slow acting while adenosine triphosphate that is capital ADP is fast acting as compared to the norepinephrine. Now a good example of the non-adrenergic non-cholinergic transmission is very well seen in the endothelial cells of the blood vessels. You all know that capital EDRF, which is the endothelium-derived factor, now it is better known as the nitric oxide, that is NO, all blood vessels, they have muscarinic receptors on their endothelial cells. But mind it, there is no cholinergic innovation. Are you understanding it nicely? 
They have the muscarinic receptors, but they don't have the cholinergic innovation. So if acetylcholine is administered exogenously, the muscarinic receptors, they will respond by producing the endothelium-derived factor, that is capital EDRF, which diffuses and it causes smooth muscle relaxation in the surrounding and the target organs. On the contrary, non-adrenergic, non-cholinergic transmitters, I mean many endothelin peptides, they maintain the vascular homeostasis by opposing or reversing the nitric oxide action of the relaxation. That is, they are causing the smooth muscle contraction. Now you see how this non-adrenergic, non-cholinergic NANC transmission works in the blood vessels. So I hope both the co-transmission and the non-adrenergic, non-cholinergic transmission, they are well comprehended by you all. A nice realization is that I have set the seal on the overview aspect that is the introduction to the autonomic nervous system today. Yes, all over and done at my end. See you all charged up zealously in the brightest spirits in the upcoming episode where I would be sending my heart to pioneer a new chapter all in the series of the capital ANS. For all the updates and latest episodes of my podcast, please visit www.ispharmacologydifficult.com where you can also sign up for a free monthly e-newsletter of mine. It actually contains a lot of updates about medical sciences, drug information updates and my podcast updates also. You can follow me on different social media handles like Twitter, Insta, Facebook and LinkedIn. They all are with the same name. Is Pharmacology Difficult? If you are listening for the first time, do subscribe and follow whatever platform you are consuming this episode. Stay tuned. Do read and review on iTunes, Apple Podcast. Stay safe. Stay happy. Stay enlightened. Thank you.